Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning, Central Indiana. It is 11.06... Terry Stacy, along with Kylan Talley. Good morning. And Terry, guess what I just made up? But you white. <laughs> you need to enjoy the first part of your day with first day. I love it. That's what spending Sunday morning is. You just made that up? Is. Yeah. I love it. Okay, Thank I want you to do it every time. Every open. Yes, ma'am. Love it. It's 58 degrees and sunny here in central Indiana, or in, in uh, Monument Circle. It's a beautiful day ahead, 66 degrees. The wind has died down. 76 degrees for the high in Foxborough today for the Colts game. It's going to be a beautiful day there as well. It is great to have had a chance to visit last night with all the American Standard dealers in Plainfield at the GRC Event Center. Fantastic time. Hammer and Nigel, Big Joe, Joe Koppel and all the great people with American Standard. They're great fin- friends of WIBC, and we thank you all, uh, American Standard family dealers. You're good people, and thank you for your continued support. We've got a big week ahead. Have you voted, Kylan? Have you voted yet? Are you old enough? I am old enough, and I have not yet voted, but I'm voting tomorrow. You're voting tomorrow. Okay, mm-hmm. I voted early, too, and that was it worked out very well for me in New Pal. I know that the numbers are huge. How many have? 38 million have already cast their ballot here in this country. And uh, we will have election coverage throughout the day and election night here on WIBC and WIBC.com on Tuesday. So coming up this hour, veteran Bill Hodges hosts a ready, a ready, a really great show for veterans. And he's going to join us at 1130. And in just a few minutes, the Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra is hosting some uh, Veterans Day concerts. And it's going to be awesome because they're with the United States Naval Academy Glee Club. And we're going to talk to Alan Williams. He's one of two Glee Club freshman members from right here in Indianapolis. But first, Halloween is over, and there's a nonprofit organization that would love to have your pumpkins. And joining us now is Olivia Head. She is the founder of Oinking Acres Farm Rescue and Sanctuary in Brownsburg. Olivia, thanks for joining us this morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We're doing just fine. For those that don't know, tell us about this amazing safe haven for animals that you've created in Hendricks County. Oinking Acres is a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to rescuing, rehabilitating, and rehoming potbelly pigs. We also are a farm animal sanctuary as well and take in a bunch of different other types of animals other than just pigs. Currently today in our care, we have a total of 128 pigs, the majority of them being potbelly pigs. We also have two cows, a donkey, a miniature horse, a turkey, two peacocks, a guinea, a pheasant, two peahens. We've also got some bunnies, ducks, cats. So we got a little bit of everything going on out of the farm. Uh, that's a lot of animals. I don't know how you're doing it. You know, when did you start this organization? Started fostering potbelly pigs for another well-established organization called a Critter's Chance. I started doing that when I was about 14 years old and I fostered under them for about two years. But the longer I fostered, it was just clear that that was not going to be enough. So when I was 16, I filed for my own 501c3, obtained my nonprofit status. I resigned from the board at a Critter's Chance and opened up Winking Acres in September of 2019 as an official nonprofit organization. Oh my goodness. How are you doing? We have a sponsorship 
sponsorship page set up through Patreon, where we receive a lot of our like sponsorships and funds. It costs about $8,000 a month to run the farm, not including vet bills. And depending on what cases we take in or what vet bills that we incur, our vet bills could be anywhere between $500 to $5,000 plus per month. So it is very costly, but we have <clears throat> the support of our amazing community. So um open the farm up for tours so people can come out and visit the animals and connect with them and our mission on a day-to-day basis and see how important it is that there is a pig rescue in Hendricks County. Yeah, Oinking Acres Farm Rescue and Sanctuary. It's in Brownsburg. Oinkingacres.org. We've got Olivia Head with us, the founder and president. Pigs love pumpkins. We're asking for donations of your Halloween pumpkins and uh, we'll tell you how to get them to her. But first, there are some things you need to know about your pumpkin before you bring it out. It's a couple things you don't want, right? Correct. Yeah, we don't want any that are molded, bleached, or painted. Those are not too good for the animals. But anything else, the pigs absolutely love them. Okay. <laughs> so how do we get them to you? Pumpkins can be dropped off anytime. There are two bins outside um, down by the drive, and pumpkins can be deposited in there anytime. If folks would actually like to come to the farm and bring their pumpkin to the pigs to feed them, you can go to our website and book a tour. And you can bring your pumpkin with you and actually feed it to the pigs. Oh, what a great idea. Oinkingacres.org. Oinking Acres Farm Rescue and Sanctuary in Brownsburg. Olivia Head, the founder and president. Thank you so much for this opportunity. We love to talk about the pigs and get the word out. There, A lot of times pigs carry a negative connotation in society. People think that they're nasty or gross or unclean. And it's literally the exact opposite. Pigs are extremely extremely intelligent. They're very sentient beings. They're just absolutely wonderful, wonderful animals. And I'm so excited that I get to share a little bit of them with the people that follow us, support us, and come out to visit. It is 1112. Again, she, Olivia, thank you so much for talking to us today. And again, we're looking for the, to those pumpkins, those pumpkins, those jack-o'-lanterns that you may have. And uh, the pigs love them. Coming up, Alan Williams. He's a Short Ridge High School graduate coming home from the Naval Academy to sing with the Naval Academy Glee Club in a Veterans Day salute. We'll talk to him next on 93 WIBC. I can see the light of a Ninety-three WIBC. It is Terry Stacy. Well, the Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra is hosting special Veterans Day weekend concert performances with the United States Naval Academy Glee Club, November eleventh through the thirteenth. Uh, two USNA Glee Club freshman members are Indy Metro Area High School alums Grace Sullivan from Carmel High School, Alan Williams from Short Ridge High School, and Alan joins us now along with Dr. Aaron Smith, who chair who's the chair of the Naval Academy Music Department, and we are so happy that both of you are here to spend a little time as we approach Veterans Day. I'll start with Dr. Smith. Dr. Smith, how many members are in the Naval Academy Glee Club, and how difficult is it to become a member? There are about 80 members in, in the Glee Club, and it is one of the most difficult uh, groups at the Naval Academy to get into. 
we are we are honored uh, that so many midshipmen uh, want to participate in our program, and we have just hundreds of people each year audition, and uh, we're we're very difficult to get into. So uh, the the product that you're going to hear this weekend is really the best of the best. Oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Alan, I'm glad that you're here too, especially knowing that you are just finishing up midterms. Why did you want to go to the Naval Academy? That's a very complicated answer. And what I'll say is uh, it change, changes as you uh, go through the Academy experience, uh, your reason uh, for staying. Uh, so I had an original reason to come and that, you know, has uh, not really changed that much in, in terms of I, I want to serve. Uh, I, I want to be a part of a institution that values basically uh, protecting others who can't protect themselves and uh, being an international force of change. And then as I've sort of uh, become a member of the Naval Academy, it's sort of dawned on me uh, the importance of, of leadership and the companionship that you have here uh, with your fellow midshipmen. And so what I'll say is my reason for coming has stayed strong. My reason for staying has really been the people uh, and, and just uh, the, the people supporting each other and building each other up. And wow. that's generally why, why I, I choose to stay. For so many that serve our country, they come with, it's somewhere in their family. It's almost in their blood. They want to serve like they're someone in their family did. Is that the same for true for you, Alan? Absolutely not. I, I come from a family of uh, teachers and and priests. I'm sort of breaking the status quo in a sense with the tendencies of my family history. Yeah, it's it's a change, but it's I think it's a change for the better. My parents always stressed to me, you know, we don't care what you do as a profession, we don't care what you do uh, in life as long as you're making a difference in the world. That's the main thing. You know, what has been the hardest part adjusting from uh, going to school at Shortridge and then now going to the Naval Academy? What has been the toughest part in adjusting? Uh, well, so multiple aspects. Uh, I would say just going from civilian to military life is is, is kind of a shocker, uh, and definitely <laughs> shocked me. Uh, but uh, I guess uh, academically, uh, Shortridge and Naval Academy are very similar and very different in in uh, in, uh, in some respects. Uh, for instance, like Shortridge has an IB program that I did. Uh, and that's a lot of project-based, paper-based, you know, learning, writing a lot of papers, you're doing a lot of projects. The Naval Academy, you still do a lot of that, uh, but uh, there's a lot more tests. And so one thing I had to really academically um, become more accustomed to was taking tests uh, under pressure. Um, and that's definitely been one of the biggest academic challenges for me, transitioning from Shortridge to Naval Academy. But I definitely do think that uh, Shortridge really prepared me for the liberal arts curriculum at the Naval Academy, particularly because the Naval Academy is, I believe it's the second, might have changed, number one public liberal arts school in the country. There's a big emphasis on liberal arts here, as well as the sciences, but I think the writing 
uh, and the project-based aspects of Shortridge High School really helped me in the liberal arts emphasis here at the Naval Academy. That is Alan Williams. He is one of the two USNA Glee Club freshman members from here in Indy. Also here is Dr. Aaron Smith. He is the chairman of the Naval Academy Music Department. Aaron, if you would, tell us a little bit about your background. How long have you been there? Oh, uh, goodness, thanks for asking. I've, I've been here at the Academy for about 16 years. Uh, which feels like 16 minutes. Um, <laughs> the, the tempo is so fast here. Uh, the midshipmen are so incredible. Uh, it just happens in a blink of an eye. And um, we get to do incredible opportunities like coming to Indianapolis and performing with the symphony. So we're just so honored to be uh, in town. A Veterans Day salute hosted by the Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra with the U.S. Naval Academy Glee Club. And tell us about this show, Aaron, that you're going to be performing with the ISO next week. It is an incredible uh, salute to veterans. Uh, there's going to be a little something for everyone, um, from patriotic favorites uh, to some classics. Uh, to Broadway, to everything in between. So it's a great family show. Uh, it, you're going to laugh, you're going to cry. Uh, we have a few special surprises, of course. Uh, uh, being in the military, we can't give away all our secrets, uh, so you'll have to come and see and listen. Uh, but I think you're really going to enjoy the program. Can you explain what it's like to see a performance by the Naval Academy Glee Club, Aaron? It is, uh, it, it's hard to describe. Um, we, we treat our midshipmen like professionals. Uh, so uh, we, we spoke of that really high, fast-paced tempo. Uh, you're going to think that it's a professional chorus, but these are, these are undergraduate students. Um, they, you will be amazed at their professionalism, at their demeanor, the way they carry themselves, uh, but the musical product is really second to none. So it, it is something, uh, it'll pull at your heartstrings in ways that, that you haven't seen in a while. And Alan, for you to stand up there that first time with the Glee Club and perform, or even if it was the first time that you actually rehearsed with this entire organization, you know, tell me what that was like. Uh, unreal. Uh, I will say, uh, like, I, I was not even, I didn't even know I was going to get into the Glee Club initially. Uh, you know, during Plebe Summer, um, the tryouts for Glee Club are during Plebe Summer, uh, which is the uh, initial training block before you enter the academic year. And during Plebe Summer, uh, you're, the expectation by your detailers is you're going to yell everything. <laughs> and so my voice was absolutely shot for the tryout, uh, as, is, as were most of the people's uh, voices who tried out. And so uh, generally, when it comes to tryouts, that was probably my worst one ever. Oh. I, I tried out for multiple music, um, you know, musical institutions in my life, and uh, Naval Academy Glee Club uh, definitely was the worst audition I've ever done. So, oh no! Um, yeah, but essentially it was it was it was unreal. I I didn't know I was gonna make it. Uh, I thought I wasn't gonna make it, and then I got up there on stage, and uh, sort of I felt at home, uh, but also sort of you know you have the imposter syndrome of like how did I actually get here? Oh, that's awesome. What song did you sing to, to try out? A German song. I don't know. I don't remember the name of it. It's, it's a blur. 
<laughs> across the board, I think. Every, everyone tried out for the, uh, with this song. Oh, uh, okay. Well, you couldn't pick the song. They gave you a song to sing. Oh, yeah. gosh. Oh, my goodness. You know, I know that um, we are so proud of you here in Indiana, central Indiana. You know, uh, we really are. It's a, You are an amazing individual. Alan Williams, again, uh, he is a freshman with the Naval Academy, and now he is in the Glee Club, and he is coming home to sing for us along with Grace Sullivan from Carmel High School. We don't want you to miss this unique opportunity to hear members of the Men's and Women's United States Naval Academy Glee Club performing together, accompanied by the Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra. It's a perfect way to celebrate and honor our veterans during Veterans Day weekend. To get your tickets, go to indianapolissymphony.org. Again, it's at Hilbert Circle, Circle Theater, November 11th through the 13th of Veterans Day Salute. I am so glad that we had an opportunity to talk Dr. Aaron Smith along with Alan Williams. We wish you the best when you get here and much success to you, Alan, as you continue on through the Academy. Thank you for what you're doing as far as your your dreams of serving us and we are grateful for you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Have a good day. 1128 here on 93 WIBC. Before we take a break, <clears throat> Alan mentioned the imposter syndrome. I've never heard of that. Kylan said, He's never oh, heard of it. No, and Kylan, <laughs> but I've never heard of Kim Impossible. Or Kim Possible. It's Kim it. Possible. She's. What is imposter syndrome? Oh, what is that? For real, you haven't heard of it? No. Okay, well, <laughs> we got to talk a lot about it in school. Like, we would mention it every once in a while, but I also took some psychology classes, so that might also be part of why oh, I, I bet you. know more about I know it. nothing about that. It's It tends to be more so for perfectionists, so I I had that quite a bit. You had the syndrome? Up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty much uh, when someone doubts their skills or else wishes to be something else or doesn't believe they deserve the accomplishments that they have, it's it can be referred to as oh, imposter syndrome. Oh, that's <laughs> what it is. I just I knew what it is, but I didn't know it actually yeah. had a name. It's nice to be able to put a name to it, so then you can more so go through the symptoms and try and help through that imposter syndrome to be more secure in who you are. You are just my little professor here every Sunday. <laughs> She's te- look, it's she something. teaches me something every week. Last week, Kim Possible. Good job. This week, imposter syndrome. You, you just every week you amaze me. It's 1129. Hey, coming up, I'm, I'm going to stick with the veteran thing. I, I just enjoy our veterans, and I want you to uh, <clears throat> be sure to be tuning in, veterans and veterans' families, for veteran Bill Hodges. He's got a radio show just for veterans and their families. We'll talk to him next on 93 WIBC. Liberating strife. Who more than self? Ninety-three WIBC. It is Terry Stacy. Well, Wreaths Across America Radio is a full-time internet radio station that broadcasts a variety of music and news and stories regarding American veterans and their families and the ongoing community work of Wreaths Across America and its local volunteers. Well, just recently, Wreaths Across America Radio proudly announced entering into a content sharing agreement with several exciting new program partners, and those partners include the Veterans Voice Project. Veterans Voice Radio, Sword and Pen. And joining us now is the host of Veterans Corner Radio, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. And Bill, it is so nice to meet you. How are you, my friend? 
Terry, it is so wonderful. You know, actually, Indianapolis is sort of a homecoming for me. Well, for 15 years, I was the trainer over at uh, Fort Bend for communication skills and a variety of other supervision and things of that nature uh, under contract to DOD. So I spent a lot of time over there. When was the last time you were here, Bill? Oh, it's been a couple of years. Of course, Fort Bend shut down for all practical purposes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I remember when Indianapolis was a cornfield with life. <laughs> the only way to downtown from the east was to take Washington all the way into town. You know, as we approach Veterans Day, I want to know about your military service as an Air Force veteran. Tell me about it. When? How old were you when you entered? I was 19. I joined in 1959. Those of you that are good at math can go from there. <laughs> Actually, uh, I kind of messed up in college. I went to college at 17 and really wasn't ready. I didn't want my dad to see my grades before I got out of town. So I joined the Air Force. <laughs> That was the way to do it. Honestly, I didn't realize how much I needed the Air Force. The Air Force didn't need me near as bad as I needed them. It took me years to figure that out. It was the, one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. Why is that? Well, it gave me direction to start with uh, going into the military. And when I got there, I, I was very lucky. I had a series of officers who really cared about me and shoved me in the right direction and caused me to go back to school at night. Mm -hmm. So I got a good share of my education while I was stationed in the Air Force. And it, it just really, I grew up a lot. And I think a lot of our young people could be served well by that same thing. How many years did you spend in the Air Force? Four. I got out and I floundered a little bit, but the discipline I got from being in the military, gave me a leg up and caused me to stop and think. And by that time, I had a family. And actually, today's world, with the military coming out, uh, there are so many programs that start a year from when they get out that it's just wonderful. Education programs, opportunities to work in various companies while still in uniform. There's all kinds of great programs that help people ease back in to the military, from military service over to the civilian side. This is Bill Hodges, and he is an Air Force veteran, and he hosts Veterans Corner Radio. We'll let you know how you can hear that. In fact, go to veteranscornerradio.com, and you'll find where you're able to pick up these shows. That's what you do. You talk, you, you help others who serve navigate the VA, and so many are listening to your program, and I thought it would be so good for our Hoosier veterans to get a chance to find another resource when it comes to navigating the VA. How did you become a host of a radio program, Bill. I was a professional speaker in my career, and I traveled all over. Along with professionally speaking, I did a lot of seminars for DOD. And after we moved to Florida, and I'm in the Tampa area, I was asked to take over a television show called Spotlight on Government, oh. which I did for a number of years. One point, I finally said enough, or actually, I think my wife said enough. <laughs> Uh, what do you really want to do? And at that point, I am 100% service-connected disabled, but I still get around. I still do my things, but I fought that battle. Part of it was because I didn't know enough. Not that the VA wouldn't help me, but I just didn't know where to go yeah. or even what questions to ask. 
on one small radio station down here, we started Veterans Corner Radio. I found that a lot of people just didn't know what they had coming to them and didn't know where to go to find it. If you go to va.gov, that's a wonderful resource, but it's huge. But you don't know the questions to ask and how to rightly divide it. And so my program is primarily people from the VA talking with me about programs they manage and how people can avail themselves of it, what they can get from it. For instance, next week we're going to do a second piece on the Camp Lejeune situation. Uh, Everybody that was in the Marine Corps knows that Camp Lejeune was a problem. Many of the attorneys are asking for 40% to start with. We are being bombarded by those ads. What do those, What do veterans need to be careful about when, when, when they see those ads from those attorneys on TV? Well, first of all, don't panic. There's two things. This is very, very important. You're talking about a two-pronged thing here. You're talking about the veteran and what the veteran's rights are. And you're talking about the families that were also living with the veterans on Camp Lejeune and what their rights are. You keep those two separate because the veteran will simply apply through the normal claims process. The money they get from that is not taxable. The money they get if a family goes and sues the mm-hmm. government, mm-hmm. they're going to end up paying between 40 and 55 percent, according to one of the judges I talked with. He was saying that that money is then taxable. So you get 45% of the total claim, but then they're going to tax you on that. And so listening next week, of course, is important because he gives out Justice Department numbers and all kinds of things. Keep in mind those two different things. The veteran can file and file through normal claim channels. He does not need to go to an attorney. He'll file through normal channels. That's different than a family filing with a claim. Okay. And, and by the way, there's no hurry. You've got until 2024 sometime to file. Now, having said that, with the veteran, they want to file right now. They want to get the file on file because they can be paid back to the t- date of the claim. Those two are important issues on Camp Lejeune. Buddy, this is Bill Hodges, and he is a veteran, an Air Force veteran, and he hosts what's called Veterans Corner Radio. And I want you to know right now, you can listen to Reads Across America Radio 24-7, internet stream anytime, anywhere on the iHeartRadio app, Odyssey app, TuneIn app, or at readsacrossamerica.org slash radio. And that's where you're going to be able to hear Bill's show as well. Again, Bill, you know, as we approach Veterans Day, where do you spend Veterans Day or how do you spend Veterans Day? Well, I'll, I'll be spending it at a table at a... Uh Veterans Day uh, observance uh, representing DAV, Disabled American Veterans, which is one of the five organizations I belong to. You know, I took up when I was looking at where you have your podcast in your studio. I think somebody somebody asked you during this interview I saw, they said, hey, the B-52 behind you. Do you still have a picture of a B-52 behind you in your studio? Yeah, that's. That's how come I'm disabled. I got in a fight with a B-52 and it won. How are you doing today? Well, you know what? I have a T-shirt that says no regrets. And I believe that everything that happens to us happens for a reason. And that somewhere down the line, that reason will become apparent. Getting hurt on that B-52 in flight, I got out of my seat to fix something. The, The airplane hit a pocket, rattled around and threw me around. And I hurt my back. 
and that's where the injury was. But maybe if that hadn't happened, I'd never be doing what I'm doing today. Everything, there's a purpose for everything. Bill Hodges, again, host of Veterans Corner Radio, veteranscornerradio.com to learn more about Bill and be sure to take a listen to this one. You can do it 24-7. Bill, bless your heart. Thank you for your service and for what you continue to do to make life better for your fellow veterans and their families. Terry, everything that I've gotten, I can go back to that fateful day when the recruiters wore me in. It's been a wonderful life. I'm extremely happy with it. And I don't really look at anything I've done as a sacrifice. It was an investment in my future. Thank you, Bill, so much. Well, thank you for having me on. I love it. It It gave me a chance to come home a little bit there with Indianapolis. It's 1146. You're listening to the first day on 93 WIBC. Today's National Saxophone Day. Ooh, I like this. That's a cool instrument. Right? Kudos to him for being able to play it. Could not be me. Me either. Can't do anything with my mouth. Except eat tortilla chips. Except eat tortilla chips. And drink some kind of old cider. <laughs> old cider. Which we think is making us drunk. I don't know, but I feel lightheaded. <laughs> It's 11.51 now. Did I already give the time? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Cider sample Sundays. It's not as good as beer, some, beer sample, but... Oh, look, you can't talk either. I swear it's just old cider is all we're drinking. Old apple cider. Uh, listen, guys, millions of Americans are going to be heading to the polls on Tuesday for the midterm elections. You know that, right? But comparing 2020 turnout among voting age Americans with recent national elections in 49 other countries... The Pew Research Center found that the United States ranks 31st. That is terrible. 31st in the world as far as going to the elections, going to going to the polls. Yikes. Some voting rights advocates are arguing that it's time to make Election Day a national holiday. Would that help if you had the day off? I think so, personally. I think that's an interesting question, and I also think this is interesting, and I knew this would happen at some point on some day in my life. I wondered when this would happen and become a thing. Politics, increasingly a deal breaker on the U.S. dating scene. 100%. Never did we ever talk about politics before I got married. I never did. Never would occurred to me. But apparently this has become a deal breaker and it will happen and it will happen within the first three months of you dating. Yep. I right? can stand for that. Yeah, that's happened for me. I've had to cut some people off for their politics. You really have? I have. See, we never talked about it when that which is my parents never talked about politics. We never talked about politics if we were dating. It hasn't hurt, but <laughs> I still wonder. Uh, okay, how about food news? Well, sure. Get sure, it in let's there. Do We've it. got two minutes. Let's go. Happy first day food news. Do it. Today, starting at 12, so just here in a moment, until 2, there is an indie fresh catering event where you can get free food tasting. And that's at the Cyrus place which is a wedding venue. yeah a wedding venue baby so shower gorgeous. venue uh I, I had no idea where is it it's right downtown mm-hmm. the Cyrus place it's just a half mile from monument circle so yeah well worth your time and then even though the cold fall weather has definitely come but the farmer markets haven't left 
There's plenty of winter farmer markets opening up, so Indy, Glendale, Perry Community, and Carmel, just to name a few. Some other openings we do have on the Broad Ripple side, Soulshine Vegan Cafe opened on Tuesday. If you want to try some vegan food, lots of different tacos, different, oh, lots of different food to try. And then on the south side, if you love your coffee, there's a new new little coffee place, Fresh Pots Coffee Bar, and that had its grand opening yesterday on Saturday. And then finally, today's National Nachos Day as well. <laughs> we were celebrating that by eating tortilla chips. We didn't have any meat. No, just the just the, just the bare bones. You mentioned that that uh, that coffee place that just opened up. There's a Starbucks that just opened up on off of Mount Comfort Road in oh. 70. Packed <laughs> every day. Long lines of people just cannot get enough Starbucks. Can't do it. Indy Humane, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry, Colin. You want to no. tell me something? Well, I wanted to mention that today is also College Goal Sunday. Oh, please. Yes. And do you know what College Goal Sunday is? Yes, I do. But you tell them. Okay. Well, it's a time where you can get help to fill out your FAFSA if you are looking to, even though it is due in April, it's April 15th is the deadline, but if you go ahead and do it today from 2 to 4, there's volunteers at 39 different sites around Indiana that can help you out with filling out the application. If you bring your parents, just make sure you remember your 2021 IRS tax returns, your W-2 forms, and any other income and benefits information. And if you also attend the event, you can get a $1,000 scholarship, a, a, chance a chance to win. Wow, you almost just told everybody they'd get one. I know, I would, oh. Gosh, they, they'd be storming the you place. just entered. Entered to win. Entered to win. A thousand dollar scholarship. Collegegoalsunday.org is the website to find one of those locations. And again, while you're thinking about it and you don't have anything else to do, maybe it is a beautiful day. I want you to get out there and enjoy it. I also want to mention that Indy Humane is waiving senior pet adoption fees. A senior is seven years old and older. All November as part of the Adopt-A-Senior Pet Month. Okay, many senior pets are waiting at at Indy Humane, and they're hoping to have that second chance. They make the best pets; they really do. So uh, come on over, take a look, and see about the senior pets. They're waiving those adoption fees. Uh, they've got a lot of good ones. To find your new best friend, visit IndyHumane.org. They've got wonderful older pets and ready to find their forever home. Again, this is through the month of November. Uh, we enjoyed all of you being here with us today. Thank you. We really do appreciate it. Go Colts in Foxborough. A beautiful day ahead. Enjoy every minute of it. In fact, looking ahead to Election Day, it's also going to still be a beautiful day. So get out there and vote. Enjoy the rest of today. And we will be back next week here on the first day. We will talk about the 9-11 Commission's 20th anniversary and a whole lot more. News is next, right? Today's top stories are next right here on 93 WIBC and WIBC.com. That's why I'm here.